You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all ladies, no matter your age or stage in life, to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Okay, ladies. So today, let's talk about millennials, which is a good chunk of us, right? But I think this, is, of course, can also apply to some Gen Zs as well. But um, millennials and financial literacy, there seems to be kind of a disconnect with millennials and financial literacy. And today we have our financial expert, Kiala Smith in today. Hi, thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Um, so today, now this starting, this episode I wanted to do because of a post that you had on your Instagram, which I found very interesting. And it says only 24% of millennials demonstrate basic financial literacy. Okay. And then imagine how many of that 24% are teaching their kids about finance. So, um, just to kind of start off, you know, and of course, as you're the financial expert here, how do you define like financial literacy? Right. So when we're talking about like the basic financial literacy, we're talking about the understanding of a budget, Mm -hmm. understanding how our debit and credit cards work, just regular basic functioning. Um, Also having a bank account and um, knowing the importance of having these basic financial basics like that banking and knowing how our credit card works and knowing that why we should pay our bills on time and and just knowing what a budget is are those kind of basic things that so many of us are really lacking. Right. And I feel like, you know, with millennials, there's a lot of issues there, some that are in our control, and there's some things that are out of our control, kind of, because there are a large majority of millennials who are in a significant amount of student loan debt. Our generation really has gotten beaten up badly. I mean, punched in the face, sucker punch, (laughs) you name it, with the student loan bills. You know what I mean? It's horrible. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of ask you, you know, from what you've seen, why do you feel millennials kind of struggle with understanding financial literacy? And how do you think that the student loans play into that? Yeah, I would definitely say that as a millennial, it's not completely our fault. Mm -hmm. All right. It's not our fault. The school systems have failed us Mm -hmm. and our parents weren't talking to us about it as well. A lot Mm -hmm. of us grew up with maybe some of the younger end of the baby boomers and talking about money was kind of a taboo topic for a lot of people in that generation. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really communicated down. And then when you talk about the, um, the student loan debt, which is such a big problem. Mm -hmm. I even saw a statistic that we have, I think it was 300% more debt than our parents. Um, and a lot, exactly. And a lot of that is student loan debt. And I think it's because we try to duplicate the previous blueprint, right? Our parents say, go to college, get a degree, get a safe job, stay there. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of our previous generation did that. Mm -hmm. I look at my mom, she's been the same employer for over 30 years. after she went and got her job I mean her degree so a lot of us were trying to replicate this go get that degree go get the master's go get this Mm -hmm. without realizing how much it's going to cost us I've seen lots of people take out loans for the education without even batting an eye or knowing what that payment will look like 
mm-hmm. once you graduate and it becomes a problem. I agree with that 100%. Now, um, kind of just talking on the generational portion of it, right? Um, you know, those of us who parents, you know, we're millennials and our parents are that, you know, older generation, they're, you know, about 20 years or, or more in front of us. And I feel like at that time, you know, it would have put them in a place where I feel like when they were young, they could actually get a degree for less than what we paid. Mm -hmm. And it was also housing and things were more affordable. Within Mm -hmm. the past 30 years, there's been a significant gap in like how much you make and how much things cost. That gap, I feel, has just exploded. It's become almost like unattainable versus them. You know, they could get a job making 40,000 a year and and the house costs like, you know, maybe 80,000. So that was like nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. Things were still very proportionately balanced. But then by the time we got up and it was time for us to, you know, go to school and things like that, the degrees cost so much more and the jobs did not pay enough to meet and to justify how much the degree costs, you know? And so it, it really has left millennials in this very strange place. Um, Yeah. Just very strange. Exactly. And even I remember when in college uh, I've had professors talk about how they could pay for their college tuition by having an after-school job that's just not realistic today Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's you you can't you can't do it and the proportion like you mentioned the proportions like the amount that tuitions have grown are nowhere close to the amounts that salaries have grown Mm -hmm. so then when you add in also another factor of housing and its explosion in the cost of living, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really unattainable. And you see statistics all the time about how millennials are putting off starting families um, mm-hmm. or buying a house. And it's not that, it's not always that we don't, as a society, want to do that. It's that it's so expensive to just exist yep. that adding additional factors can exacerbate your financial situation. I agree 100%. And I think too, that there were those, you know, like you always, you know, you mentioned your, your parents and your family and I, you know, follow you on social media and I see the great example that they set for you financially, you know, they made good financial decisions, but I feel like there's also that generation, our parents' generation that didn't make good financial decisions because they could get away with it. You could, you know, like not really have very um, furthered your, your education very much or had a trade in our parents' generation and still got a job that you would have been able to pay your bills. So it was not essential. And that's kind of where I come from, um, where, you know, they were able to kind of get by doing whatever and, and do well doing that, you know? Um, And so there really wasn't a need um, to really put that, that hard kind of groundwork together for the next generation, because it was almost like, Oh, things are just affordable. They would have never known, you know, in the early two thousands that things would just start exploding. That's really when stuff Mm -hmm. started really just getting out of control was early two thousands, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, you compare that to the early 90s, you know, when things were just still very affordable. So and some of it, I think, is, you know, not anybody's fault. But I think regardless, we all have to make good, the best financial decisions we can. Now, on the part about the student loan, are you do you happen to be aware of anything available now that people can kind of do the millennials that are in, you know, 50, 60, 100? thousand dollars in student loan debt to kind of get out of that or bring some type of balance to the life? Yeah, absolutely. So if you did graduate, there there are options. Um, one big company is SoFi. They allow you to consolidate and refinance your debt, mm-hmm. um, your student loan debt. And but it's only uh, uh, available if you actually graduated, right? Because they want to make sure, okay, well, I guess in their standards is that you now have this degree so you can demand more money. We Mm want to make sure we're going to get paid back. So um, this is a great option because sometimes you may have different loans at various interest rates. Some of them Mm -hmm. can even be close to nine, 10%, which is really high for a student loan. So you can combine them all together and make one payment to SoFi and um, and have it at an affordable interest rate. So that is an option, especially if you have multiple loans instead of making multiple payments. Mm -hmm. Um, You can, um, you know, try to pay down a little bit more each month Mm -hmm. um, as an option. I know as a family, as my family, we started off in six figures of student loan debt, right? It's a lot, right? And The bad thing about student loan debt is you cannot get rid of it, okay? Mm -hmm. So other types of debt you can by like if you file for bankruptcy. There's two types of debt that is not bankruptable and that is student loans Mm -hmm. and um, any lien that you have from the IRS. Like you owe the money, you can't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's such a big problem. If you, you know, in a previous generation, if you got into some credit card debt and you couldn't pay, you just file for bankruptcy and you kind of start over. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. Um, And it's it's really unfortunate. But those are some things to look at if you want to really dig out of um, student loan debt. Wow, that's incredible. And I mean, kudos to you because, you know, coming out of six figures worth of debt and now you have several successful businesses that you're running. Um, You know, you're also teaching people about financial literacy. So, I mean, you are like the champion for getting (laughs) out of student loan debt and being successful at that because I think it even just a lot of millennials have depression from because it's like this insurmountable thing, but you're giving us hope, you know, that it's possible you can do it. It takes some hard work and dedication, but it can be done. Um, Now, I know you mentioned earlier that you had some notes for us on, you know, this particular topic of millennials and, and financial literacy. So I just want to know, you know, what you have for us in that. Yeah. So um, one, I did mention that, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself because one, it's not completely our fault. You know, uh, we can do more to educate ourselves now that we, you know, know that, hey, this society is completely different from the one our parents grew up in. And that can Mm -hmm. really start off with creating a basic budget. Um, You know, there's something sobering about seeing what you're spending your money on, right? Um, I remember when we started doing our first budget way back in the day as a family, and I was like, oh my gosh, we're overspending 
way too much on stuff that we really don't have to have it these amazon shipments are killing us right mm. so seeing it on paper is is another step right it, it it will definitely help you to say okay well did we really need that you know right. let's kind of curb our spending um another thing is that you can give your yourself permission to not try to fill the shoes of our previous generation right because society and things were just different yeah kind of highlighted that right you know housing was different education was different the cost of living was different and like we mentioned we have more debt we're getting paid not as proportionally enough mm-hmm. and we as millennials value different things mm-hmm. um we as a society kind of tend to value more experiences like you'll see more of us going on vacations doing trying new things right. and, and that can absolutely be built into your budget right having a budget does not mean you can't do anything it's just that you have to budget for it. if that's your priority mm-hmm. give yourself permission to say this is what I want to spend my hard-earned money on versus trying to have that house and car that mom and dad have and live in the same neighborhood as mom and dad you know spend it on what's what you value as a person wow Yeah, no, that is that's huge, because I do think that as millennials, we are more into the um, I guess you can call it show display or, you know, the designer (laughs) things and all of that stuff. And it really, you know, just isn't that important, you know, when it comes to, you know, making your budget and everything. But yeah, that's just it's just really hard. And, you know, again, just kind of on the vein of how you're saying, you know, things are different now. I had a dental client. And um, he was an older gentleman and he shared with me that he got his dentistry master's, you know, degree from a very prestigious school. And of course, I mean, he probably did that like 45 years ago or more, Um, but it cost him (laughs) $13,000. And now, and he said, you know, just for laughs and giggles, he looked it up one day, went on the school you know, website and took a look. And he said, this same degree now costs $165,000. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's just, you know, you have to sit down and crunch those numbers and everything. So um, now um, what I would like to do is for us to kind of share some tips for, okay, because we're millennials. So we got like little babies now or young ones or whatever. What can we share with them? when they are picking their education and, and picking their, how they're going to budget themselves, what can we share with our next generation? Yeah. And I think that's so important. So I, as a mom of a 13 year old, right. Mm-hmm. These are the things I talk to him about are um, we sometimes they have inflated views of what it's going to be like as an adult, or I'm going to live here and I'm going to do that. And I, and I try to kind of bring them back down to, to reality without busting his bubble, right? So mm-hmm. we'll look at, I said, okay, you want to have this career. Let's look at what's the average entry salary. So we did this not too long ago, maybe about a month ago. We looked at the salary and I said, okay, well, this is about how much you're going to take home. And let's look at how much rent is going to cost, mm-hmm. how much your cell phone bill is going to cost, all of these things. And then I also asked him, how much do you think you're going to spend on entertainment? Like, you want to go to the movies? You want to do this? You want to do that? Mm-hmm. And at the end, he was in the red. Okay. And I said, you know, yeah, I'm like, look, (laughs) you have to make some hard decisions as an adult. And I don't want you to learn those later. I want you to know now that you can't always have everything all Mm -hmm. at once. 
right? It's okay to grow and to start off small and upgrade later on. So I started to have those conversations as well as for education. I try to instill in them like, hey, what are you interested in? Let's learn about it. Do you need a degree? Do you, mm-hmm. can, you, can you get into that field without it? You know, if you do need a degree, a degree is it going to be worth it? Are you mm-hmm. going to have so much debt that you won't be able to do anything else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people end up with. Like they have so much debt. They make so big of a payment that there's not much room for actually living. Right. So we try to look at that, the cost benefit scenario. Is it actually worth it? And a lot of times it's not. And I think a lot of people are coming to realize that there's mm-hmm. so many jobs out there. People are starting businesses and, mm-hmm. and, you know, people are looking for what type of experience you have. Um, so we explore different options. Like college is not the only way to become successful. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really think that, you know, right now I do know, um, just secularly, there is some legislation um, in impossible works for, you know, revisiting the student loan debt for people, for giving some debt. And I hope that that really does work out because, you know, I think in, in most ways it wasn't, it was just like a greed thing with some of these private universities, especially um, because, you know, anyone can do the math, you know, why are you charging this much for a degree when the person is not going to make that, or they may start making that salary, you know, their last 10 years of working, you know what I mean? So um, we'll see if that legislate legislation passes. Um, I hope it does. Cause I think it'll bring a lot of peace um, to, to millions of people. Um, now, another thing that I think is important for people to do um, that kind of was something that I did when I was at that point, and I had to do this because I always came from the perspective of broke, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, we were just, you know, we didn't have much and I kind of had to figure stuff out early. So I started community college. I wasn't sure if I was going to go on um, to a four-year university. And once I got to the end of my my community college, I was like, you know what, I'm doing this business management degree. I want to open by that point. I knew I was either going to go into psychology or open my own business. And I was like, I could open my own business without actually finishing the four years. You know, just like you mentioned earlier, you don't have to you know, it's not a degree isn't everything. It's a lot, but it isn't everything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, I decided to kind of to to go that route. So there's lots of trades out there. Um, There's actually a podcast episode that was just released today, guys, where a young woman um, that I got to interview and she's working in um, independent contracting. You know, you can make a ton of money, you know, in, in different types of fields. So kind of thinking outside the box, you know, and saying, how much money do I have to invest? And then what is going my return going to be mm-hmm. can be something especially good once our little ones get to like that college, you know, in middle high school and first, you know, going transitioning into college. So um, for the younger listeners, and now we have some teenagers that do listen, I hope that they will, um, take that information to heart and everything. Mm -hmm. So um, now the other thing that I want to highlight, though, is if you haven't, guys, definitely reach out to Kiala on Instagram. You also have financial literacy classes and you just started a new class, I believe. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is like the culmination of all that I've been working on. It's kind of like a master class. It's Mm -hmm. a a six week course 
It's going to go to the next level of things that I've been teaching. It goes over investing. It goes over, you know, credit cards and banking, but it also includes like a simulation, Mm -hmm. right? So, so many, it's kind of inspired by my son because he thinks that he's just going to have this fabulous lifestyle as soon as he turns 18, right? So (laughs) it's going to help, help you go through understanding what's really involved in being an adult. So there's some Mm -hmm. simulation. You're going to look at insurance. You're going to look at renting an apartment. You're going to look at all these things you need to consider before feeling like you're ready to be an adult, right? So this is a six-week course. Um, It is a premium course, but it's full of lots of goodies and lots of gems and hours of um, education. And I'm very, very happy to have put this together and proud of it. Well, thank you so much for what you do for, you know, teaching our little ones and adults as well. Financial literacy, that is so important. Um, And I hope that uh, everyone who's listening or watching on YouTube will definitely take advantage of your new six-week course that you're offering and raise your financial literacy. All right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. Thank you so much for being here today, Kiala, once again. No problem. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we'll see you in the next episode.